0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bell, and in today's episode, we will not be really recapping last night's game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans, as I have not had the opportunity to watch that game film from last night, between being busy last night, and then also this morning and today just getting ready for Christmas. My family celebrates Christmas on Christmas Eve. If you guys do that, I'm sure you guys understand that. Yes, it's very busy Christmas Eve for us. But with that being said, I hope you guys are having a or had a great week and I hope you guys have a great holiday weekend. But we're just going to talk mainly about the game predictions for this weekend. So why not dive right on in with the first game of the weekend, which is the Green Bay Packers and the uh, uh, Cleveland Browns. Sorry, I blanked for a sec. But Cleveland Browns, after coming in, after really a heartbreaker against the Raiders, I can say I, I don't feel confident about them. The one thing they have... For them, that's good. Is the fact that, hey, you know, they they have a good running attack, and the Packers last week against the Ravens had struggled against their own. And I found it kind of funny since the announcers for the Baltimore Green Bay game were saying how Green Bay had stymied the Baltimore defense or Baltimore running attack, and they really didn't. Matter of fact, in my notes, I had. Good run gaps, good run game overall for the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't include quarterback runs in that category. If we're including that, then they would have ran had a great running attack that day. But looking at this game, looking at the injury injury report for the Browns, I see that for the Browns side, they will be without John Johnson the third. Then they have Miles Garrett, who's questionable with a groin injury, and if I had to assume, I don't think he's going to play. He hasn't participated in practice at all this week. Uh it, it doesn't look good. Malik Jackson, the D tackle, might play. He was limited in practice Thursday or yesterday. He did not protect or participate in practice Tuesday or Wednesday. I I really am not sure how to feel about the uh Cleveland Browns now the plus side they did get Baker Mayfield back and they do have Jarvis Landry back those are two pluses now looking at the Packers side the Packers are of course going to be without David Bakhtiari still still out still not fully recovered from his ACL injury from last year then looking at the other players Ty Summers, linebacker Ty Summers, Malik Taylor, and Billy Turner are all out. Now, I would say that if Miles Garrett, if the Browns were totally healthy right now, I would take the Browns actually as the upset. But without a good defense, how are you going to stop Aaron Rodgers in that offense? Like, I'm not trying to... Like talk about film really, but like a lot of people were really upset about oh Ravens two times or two times in three weeks that you go for two and you uh lose because you went for two. Guess what? If they went didn't go for two against the Packers, yeah, there's a chance you get the ball in overtime. But honestly, I don't think that the Ravens, like I think John Harbaugh saw what would probably be hey. Packers, they're probably gonna either go down and score a last second field goal. Why not put us ourselves in a better situation? Because honestly, when when you give Aaron Rodgers 40 seconds plus and a couple timeouts, he's gonna go down and score a field goal. Let's be honest here. Let's not lie to ourselves, and that's what would have happened if they got that uh two-point conversion. They would have had 40 seconds and Aaron Rodgers, arguably the future MVP for the 2021s. I mean, personally my 2021 MVP. Um, but I mean well, what do I know, I guess. But either way, the I, I don't like I, I'm not gonna judge the Ravens for that game, because I, I would have probably done the same thing. And honestly, if not for a bad read by uh Huntley, who by the way, Huntley is Falling out. He is a pretty good fucking backup. I mean, I would love to have Huntley on my team if I was in need of a quarterback. And the, the only issue that he had in that play, he stared down Mark Andrews and he didn't go through his reads. If he goes through his reads, number five, Hollywood Brown was open. Wide open, too. There was a linebacker covering covering him. And... Whether Huntley decided to throw it in between the two other linebackers, Campbell and not sure who the other linebacker is, but throw it in between them, he could have. It was a large enough gap. Or if he waited, it would have ended up being an easy two-point conversion if he just waited an extra second. But he didn't go through his reads and the ball game's history. But... I'm going to take the Packers in this game. I don't think anyone would be shocked about that. I don't really see a chance for the Browns to really win this game. They're coming into Green Bay. Definitely does not favor any opposing team. Like It's a very hard place to play for opposing teams. And the Browns not playing full health. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers in that situation. So, final prediction. Green Bay Packers. Then, looking at the second Saturday night or uh, (laughs) Christmas Day game, the Indianapolis Colts are taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And the Colts will be without safety Andrew Sandejo and center Ryan Kelly. Meanwhile, the Cardinals will be without defensive end Jordan Phillips. And James Conner has not Participate in practice at all this week. Who knows if he'll be good to go. Wide receiver. Ron, Rondale Jones. Rondell Moore. sorry, uh, Did not participate in practice at all. Who knows if he's going to be good. And Max Garcia. Uh, might not be able to play either. This game. Does not bode well. For the Cardinals at all. And it's not just because hey. They just lost to an inferior team last week. It's also because. The Cardinals, I, I said this in the beginning of the season. They are not a true Super Bowl contender, and I said this also in the beginning of the season. I believed that the Colts were my dark horse to win the Super Bowl. They have a better team than the Cardinals, and I'm not talking about Pro Bowl players better because honestly, the Pro Bowl votings, if if you've, they're they're a joke. I'm sorry, guys. Those. Pro Bowl votes are all jokes. If you're going to leave players like DeVondre Campbell, Stafford, and uh, AJ Terrell from the Falcons out, you're and putting anyone else in front of them, you're you're kind of ridiculous, quite frankly. Like Kyler Murray has not been a better quarterback this year than Matthew Stafford. He does not deserve to make the Pro Bowl over Stafford. But I digress. Um, either way, the the Colts, they have a better running attack. They have a better offensive line, even without Ryan Kelly being in there. They have a better defensive line. I would say that the Cardinals have a better secondary. I would say that Kyler Murray's better than Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz fits the Colts so well that he's able to game manage and still make plays better than Kyler Murray is able to and I could honestly see this game kind of not being even close I'm taking the Colts in this matchup and I know that there's certain people might hate on me for that but it's just how I'm feeling right now and excuse my voice crack Uh, <laughs> but then looking at the first Sunday game The Lions at the Atlanta Falcons. And looking at the injury report for the Lions. The Lions will be without Amari Aruwari, the defensive back, and linebacker Josh Woods. Then they have a bunch of players who are questionable, but they were all limited in practice for the week. So if I had to assume, they're probably going to play, or most of them would... I've always viewed limited in practice as, hey, they're probably going to play. If they haven't participated in practice, they aren't probably going to be playing, and that's why I said about Miles Garrett probably not playing in the Packer-Brown game prediction. But the Lions also are very unlikely to have quarterback Jared Goff for this game. Now, I can say that... (laughs) Even though Jared Goff has been performing better as of late, I'm not sure if it would make a big difference in this game. Looking at the Falcons' injury report, Tajay Sharp is doubtful at the wide receiver position. Other than that, they look good to go. Cordell Patterson is, of course, playing. I mean, I think this is going to be a pretty clean and cut win for the Falcons. Their first win in Atlanta. In over a year, I think it's 368 days was the last time they had a win in Atlanta. So, I'm taking the Falcons to win this game. Um, I mean, they have the best cornerback in the league, if you haven't heard. And I wanted to talk about this Wednesday, and I kind of feel like I'm jumping on the bandwagon now, and it kind of makes me feel like a dick, quite frankly. But, to be quite frankly, or just to be quite just clear about this entire situation... AJ Terrell did not make the Pro Bowl. AJ Terrell ranks as the number one corner in the NFL. There's an issue with that. Goes him, and then it goes uh, Jalen Ramsey. Now, you all know who we will see in the Pro Bowl or on the Pro Bowl list is Trayvon Diggs. And yeah, Trayvon Diggs, great ball hawk. Terrible corner overall. 79th among PFF rankings. PFF is the most accurate statistics for in-game. I mean, it's better than what I can find. And I've been telling you guys for months that Trayvon Diggs is not a good corner. And tra- and PFF is even saying it. He is not a top 32. Or not a top 64. He is considered like a third string quality corner. He only has those interceptions because the fact that he is targeted so much. I don't think he's going to reach the 14 interception mark to tie night train lane. But who knows? Uh, Either way, though, I'm taking the Falcons against the Lions. Just getting back on track after I kind of just trashed Trayvon Diggs a little bit. And give A.J. Terrell the credit that I feel like he has not gotten at all this season from anyone. I mean, I, you know, I just want to expand on this for a second. Expand on the whole A.J. Terrell thing. Just for a quick second. Because also, I'm sure Falcons fans, and I know Falcons fans, are a little upset saying how I'm a traitor to the Falcons since I'm a fan of them and everything. And, you know, that that's fine. I'm going to be realistic and I'm going to tell you how I feel about the Falcons. But let's talk about A.J. Terrell. A.J. Terrell has not not allowed one completion of 35 yards or more in a game this season. Jalen Ramsey has allowed, last time I checked, three. And that's the number two corner. Adding to that, in the last four games, A.J. Terrell has allowed only one catch. And fewer than 10 yards in four straight games. Or in the f- past four games. And I bet any money he will not even get one all pro nod. And that is complete bullshit. That is the best corner in, N- in the NFL. And I know certain people will say, well, look at the teams he's faced. He faced the Buccaneers one week. I think that anyone who is not a Buccaneers fan, and even Buccaneers fans will say, no, you can fear... The Buccaneers wide receiving core. And that game they had Chris Codwin, Mike Evans. They had all their wide receivers outside of Antonio Brown. So don't tell me that the Falcons haven't played any good offenses. Because quite frankly, you just look ridiculous when you say it. Now, looking at the next game. Now, now I'm just getting back to the main subject, the predictions. The Buccaneers and the... Uh, And the Carolina Panthers. Now, for this game, I'm going to just say, yes, the Buccaneers lost last week to the Saints, and they were shut out. I think it was only the third or fourth time in Tom Brady's career that he's been shut out. The issue for the Buccaneers is their health. They need to get healthy, especially if they want to make a run for the Super Bowl. Now, Antonio Brown is most likely back for this week. Mike Evans is out. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is doubtful. Antoine Winfield Jr. is out. And I'm searching up real quick if Leonard Fournette is in or not. Um, I know that towards the end of that game, both the... Uh, well, let's see. Let's see. Not at. Yeah, and Larry Fournette was added to injured reserve. I know that they signed Le'Veon Bell, which actually might not be a bad weapon for Tom Brady if he's able to be shifty out of the backfield after catching the ball. Um and they've lost Ronald Jones too, I'm pretty sure. uh let's see. Okay, no, never mind. Ronald Jones will be back. Uh Honestly, I, I have to take the the Buccaneers here. I'm not even going... Yeah, the, the Panthers aren't missing anyone. But the Saints kind of have... Just have Tom Brady in the Buccaneers' number. So it's not a shock that they really won. In certain ways, I kind of wanted to take them last week. But I decided not to. Clearly was the mistake. Uh, They the Buccaneers are going to bounce back. I think Tom Brady's going to want to destroy the Panthers to show, hey, we're still good. I'm still good. That was an anomaly. That wasn't signs for future or what's to come. Then taking a look at the next game, which is the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is the game. That definitely intrigues the hell out of me. And the reason is, the Ravens, Very like I've said in the beginning of the year, they were going to be a very injury-prone team. I thought more on their defense, but all-around injury-prone. Um, Devin Duvernay is doubtful. Uh, Tyree Phillips is doubtful. Ben Powers is out. Let's see here. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm going to say, I'm, it, he hasn't been ruled out yet, but I'm going to say he's out. He has not participated in practice at all this week, so that does not bode well for him. Then for the Bengals side, the Bengals are without linebacker Logan Wilson and potentially Khalid Kareem, defensive end. Uh Honestly, I want to take the Ravens here even though they're missing so many people. I like Huntley. Huntley the past couple weeks has looked like a better passer than Lamar Jackson. In my personal opinion from what I've seen through the film, now there's certain people that will probably say right now, "Oh, you just said how he missed the read in the, er for the two-point conversion." Yeah. Yeah, he did. Players miss reads all the time. Not not usually like It's not like he was missing reads all day. It's a very good game, and I thought the Ravens really gave the Packers a good fight and maybe should have even won, quite frankly. I mean, if they don't go for it on fourth down in the first quarter and they just kick the field goal, they're not in this situation. They would just kick the extra point, they'd go up by three, and it, it would be... Up to Aaron Rodgers to go down the field to tie the game. So, and I'm scared with the Bengals as well because they're so up and down. Oh, this is, def. I I just don't know because they they took, I mean they destroyed the Ravens in the first matchup in Baltimore too, but then the past couple of weeks, I mean week thirteen getting blown out really to the chargers, then losing in a close one to the 49ers. And then they just barely beat the Broncos. I mean, it doesn't look good. I'm I'm actually going to go with the upset here. I'm going to take the Ravens. I think, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm not too confident about it. I'm going to say that, but I'm going to take the Ravens in this matchup, uh, looking at the national, uh, game predictions, For everyone that's, like, ranked, so, like, including myself and everything, only 14% are taking the Ravens, and I know that certain people will be like, oh, I don't like those odds. Listen, I've, for the past two weeks, have gone, I think two weeks ago, I only missed one upset, and last week I only missed one upset, or I uh, mispredicted one, so... I, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens. I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to trust Huntley. I'm going to trust Harbaugh, and while I like Joe Burrow, I like that Cincinnati Bengals offense, I feel like the Ravens are just going to be able to pull out a, a good win. Then taking a look at the next game, which is the Chargers at the Bengals, or not the Bengals, at the Texans. The Chargers are without Donald Parham Jr., the tight end who still does, who's dealing with the concussion that he sustained against, I believe it was the Raiders from two weeks ago. And the Texans are without most likely going to be without David Johnson. Uh, this should not come as a surprise. I'm making this quick. I'm taking the Chargers in this game. I don't care if it's in Houston, the Chargers are the better team. They're kind of up and down, but I feel like they're down can still take the Houston Texans, especially since the Texans actually do kind of rely on the running game a little bit and David Johnson won't be there. Looking at the following game, the LA Rams go to the Minnesota Vikings, and this is another game that's kind of interesting for me. The Rams head into this game with no one that's going to be missing, the Minnesota Vikings head into this game with uh no one that's going to be mas- missing. Actually, is Dalvin Cook missing? That's the question. As I'm thinking or searching up right now, uh, I see the the thing with this one. Yeah, he's placed on. Ooh, I'm taking I'm taking the Rams. I'm. <laughs> He he can't play against the Rams. He tested positive for COVID. That sucks for the Vikings, but I do not trust Alex Madison. Even though the the Rams defense, I I love how people hype up the Rams defense so much. They suck against the run, quite frankly. And then, yeah, they're good against the pass. But like, it seems like they don't get a lot of pressure. On the quarterback, unless the coverage is really good, and I know that certain people will disagree with that, and that's fine. That is totally okay. But in the games and the film that I've watched, Aaron Donald is not getting to quarterbacks until like maybe like a couple sec, like probably like three, four seconds uh, after the quarterback's been holding the ball, and then he finally gets to him. Which I mean, when you're getting double teamed, yeah, that should be. Kind of standard, but still, I, I'm. I could see the Rams either blowing out the Vikings, or I could see it coming down to like a close game, and the Viking or the Rams winning by like a t- a single touchdown at the end or a field goal at the end. I, I'm taking the Rams, though. Needless to say. Uh, looking at the next game, the Bills at the Patriots. This is another good game. This is definitely going to be an interesting contest. In my, The Bills are fighting to stay in the playoffs. And the Patriots are fighting for the number one spot in the AFC. I don't think if they win this game, actually, they'll be the number one in the AFC. But they are trying to gain back the number one seed or just control. Yeah, they're trying to get to the number one seed. And this game is interesting because, yeah, the Patriots won <coughs> won the first matchup. But that was a game directly based around only running the ball. And we, as I said before, the, the Bills are not good at running the ball. If Josh Allen is not performing well and they have to uh, run the ball, they're not going to win. Josh Allen is... uh, That's another thing. How does Josh Allen not get to the Pro Bowl? Josh Allen was an MVP candidate earlier this year, and yeah, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. But he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He... Like, for all the people who say Aaron Rodgers does uh, everything for the Packers, Josh Allen's really doing everything for the Bills offense. Yes, they have Stephon Diggs, but then look at the Packers. They have Devontae Adams. They have a great running back tandem. I mean, they have a great offensive line. The Bills don't have that great of an offensive line. Looking at this game, though, uh, Star Latula uh has not participated at all during practice this week because of personal matter. Um, the Patriots... We'll be without Nelson Aguilar, uh Ramondre Stevenson. Ooh, that's a big one. That is a big one. And Joshua Bletso. Uh this let's see, is Damian Harris good actually? Is he is he back? that that's a question that I'm wondering because I don't see him on an injury report or anything. Uh carrying on. okay, yeah. So, Damian Harris is back. If you want a Steelers running back, you'll want Stevenson more. I think he's the better running back from what I've seen on film. Ugh, this is a hard one, actually. Because the, the, the Patriots, they, re- they revolve around the running attack. Mac Jones, good quarterback, pro-ready quarterback, but I don't think he can really lead an offense. To victory on his own. Especially since he doesn't really have any receiving weapons. I mean. I'm not confident about it. Um, It's in New England. I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm going to take them in a close one though. In a three point win. Taking a look at the next game for the week, the Jacksonville Jaguars are facing the New York Jets. And the Jets look like Brandon Linder might be out. He has not participated in practice. Uh, he's an offensive lineman. And then for the Jets, the Jets will be most likely without Jamison Crowder. He's doubtful. And Elijah Riley is out as well. I'm taking the Jets Uh, Actually hmm. Should I take the Jets I I think it's funny Because there are people who Still try and crap on me for thinking that Zach Wilson is uh, A better Draft pick than You know Trevor Lawrence But at the same time, Trevor Lawrence has only had, like, one touchdown pass in, I think, the past six or seven weeks. Definitely not good for your rookie phenom of a quarterback. And I'm not saying he won't be great. I'm just saying right now it's not looking that great right now. And people are shitting on Zach Wilson. The, I'm going to take the Jets. The Jets offensive line has performed better their running attack has performed better their defense has performed better and I mean I'm gonna need to see something out Josh Allen and the Jag and no I do not mean Josh Allen the quarterback from the Bills I mean Josh Allen from the Jaguars the defensive end who I said a couple weeks ago that it looked like he was about to start tearing up the NFL he hasn't really done anything the past couple weeks I need to see something out of him I'm not sure if James Robinson's going to be playing. I- I'm taking the Jets in that game. Looking at the next game, the New York Giants face the Philadelphia Eagles. The Giants will be without guard Ben Bretson. Running back Gary Brightwell. And that. Oh, and wide receiver Colin Johnson. The Eagles. Have will be without most likely tackled Jordan Mailata and running back Miles Sanders. Now the Miles Sanders one is definitely a big deal. I am I'm still gonna take yeah. yeah I'm still gonna take the Philadelphia Eagles. They've been performing like a really good team. I I think that they're more of a playoff team then the minnesota vikings and i hope that they would make the playoffs over the vikings it's in philadelphia that's home field advantage especially being in philadelphia when they're performing well yeah actually this is an easy one for me i'm taking the eagles then looking at the next game the chicago bears go into seattle to face the seahawks the bears will be without xavier crawford jackie Jaquim Grant, senior offensive lineman Jason Peters, Justin Fields—he has not participated at all this week with a ankle injury. Ugh. and they will be without Andy Dalton. The Seattle Seahawks uh, will be without linebacker John Raffington. uh and I probably miss butchered that name. And Lashawn Austin, defensive back, he looks like he'll probably be out as well. I'm taking the Seahawks, and it's in large part due to I'm not sure what's going to be happening with Justin Fields in this game. Uh, I think that yes, Russell Wilson did not perform well. Matter of fact, in my notes, I put that he was very inaccurate this past or in this past week's game. I. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at Justin Fields' little matchup. It looks like Nick Foles will start Week 16. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely taking the Seattle Uh Going on to the next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers face the Kansas City Chiefs. Steelers hoping to save a spot for the playoffs or get into the playoffs and stay in. They will be without... Linebacker body or Buddy Johnson, tight end Pat Friermuth. Frysh- Sorry, I know that last name. That's the name that I lay have to hear at, during film all the time.
1: Mooth
0: which I love that. That's awesome. And I actually hope he has a great career just because kind of seems like a crowd favorite, and I kind of like him watching him on film. And they will be without D. Lyman Chris Wormley, the Chiefs. They look like they're fully ready, good to go. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs are the better team, all-around team. Um, yeah, taking the Chiefs. I don't think anyone would disagree with me on that, except for maybe some Steelers fans. Then, looking at the next game, the Denver Broncos are facing the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Broncos will be without quarterback Tay Bridgewater. So Drew Locke will start. Um, out of that inside linebacker Kenny Young is out, and that looks like about it. Then looking at the Las Vegas Raiders, they will be without safety Jonathan Abram. Uh, Will Compton will might not particip- or might not play. His it's not an injury related; it's a personal matter. But he is not participating in practice at all this week. Jonathan Hankins is not participating at all this week in practice. And Darren Waller is doubtful. I know a lot of people like the crap on Drew Locke. I like his ceiling better than uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is just a game manager. And I can say that I feel like... I know a lot of people are taking the Raiders in this one. I'm going to actually go out on a limb and... Take the Broncos. I think that Drew Locke will do enough. And especially after this past week where the Browns played like trash, quite frankly, or not the Browns. Well, the Browns did play bad, but the Raiders played just as bad and it did not look good. I was so actually, I was so annoyed watching that film and seeing everything that was given up by the Las Vegas Raiders. So because of that, I am going to take the Denver Broncos. I'm I'm a little scarred by the Raiders. Um, some I mean, you shouldn't let emotions get in the way of your predictions, but I already think that the Broncos could potentially win that game, and the fact that that happened last week and how scarringly bad it was against a Browns team that was missing so much. I'm going to have to take the... Broncos because in my eyes, even if the Browns mess up once or twice, it seems like the, or not the Browns, the Broncos mess up once or twice, the Raiders will mess up once or twice as well and give it right back. So I'm going to take the Broncos. Looking at the next game, the Washington football team is facing the Dallas Cowboys and heading into this game. There are no injury report for Thursday or today, which is Friday of course. Um for either team, uh Tyron Smith did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Uh for the Cowboys. The Landon Collins did not participate on uh, on Wednesday. Antonio Gibson did not participate on Wednesday. And William Jackson, the third, did not participate or didn't Daniel Wise or Daniel Wise. Looking at this game is Taylor Heineke back? That's a that is a good question to ask. Uh, he does cl- he did clear the COVID protocols. Ugh. I'm taking the Cowboys in this game, and it would have been different if it was in Washington. Uh, I, I just. Don't feel that great about taking Washington, especially with how bad they played. Uh, Wait, let's see. Two Washington defensive. Yeah, uh, they were probably going to be without Antonio Gibson. I'm definitely taking the <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. Then looking at the final game of the week, which is the Saints and the I'm blinking right now. Sorry. The Saints and the Dolphins, the Monday night matchup, Dolphins at Saints. Uh Saints just had quarterback Taysom Hill go on the COVID list. Uh defensive end Jalen Holmes is on the safe er, on the COVID list. Safety Malcolm Jenkins. Tackle Jordan Mills. Defensive tackle Christian Ringo. Quarterback Trevor Simeon's still on there. Backup guard James Carpenter's on there, and Caden Ellis is also on the COVID list. Then looking at the injury report, the the Dolphins look like they're probably going to be full go, and Tyrone Armstead looks like he will probably end up missing the fact that they don't have a quarterback really that I know or trust, I'm going to take the saints or the saints to lose. I'm going to take the, (laughs) sorry, that didn't make sense. I'm going to take the dolphins to win. Uh, and I'm going to say that they win by four plus points. Um, you know, I know certain people will say, Oh, the saints just shut out the Buccaneers. Yeah, but they do have the Buccaneers number. So, they don't have the dolphins number per se. So I'm going to take the dolphins in that matchup. I hope you guys that, that does bring an end to this episode. I hope you guys have a great holiday weekend. Uh, if you drink, do not drive, do not ruin someone's Christmas. Another family's Christmas. Do not ruin your own family's Christmas because you drank, decided to drink and drive. Have a great weekend. Uh, Focus on your family, all that. And if you don't have anyone that, or you can't go see your family due to either COVID or just other reasons they live in a different state and you can't make it back to them. Well, I hope you still have a great weekend and stay safe until next Wednesday. I hope you guys have a great weekend.